0: Welcome to audiobook test drive in today's episode we are featuring an excerpt from futanari moans and the mummy's hand written by sally bend ride along on a wild pulp futa adventure futanari moans amateur archaeologist and professional tomb raider has unearthed her share of ancient treasures with her only weapon the swollen dripping appendage strapped to her thigh moan's journeys across the middle east dodging traps scarabs and undead creatures while battling foes from home and abroad all in pursuit of a forbidden relic that will unlock the key to her futanari transformation and give her the power to reclaim a future denied her by one government's shocking betrayal it's a frantic scramble to an explosive climax a deliciously messy finish dictated by the magic of the mummy's hand. A Pulp Futa adventure complete with the taboo side of monster erotica, this introduction to the world of Futanari Moans is superbly silly and scandalously sexy. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Futanari Moans.
1: The lithe. Feminine figure scrambled into the shadows of the sand-scoured jeep and waited. She couldn't make out what the guards were saying. Her Arabic had never been very good, but the shape of their assault rifles, silhouetted against the fiery sunset, required no translation. The small pyramid behind them might have been of minor importance, at least compared to those of Giza, but it was still a historical sight and Egypt was still a country under siege. Security everywhere had been increased since the coup of a few years back, and the authorities had never looked kindly on tomb robbers to begin with. Dress it up all you like, call it whatever you want. In the end, it didn't really matter. A tomb raider was precisely what circumstances had forced her to become. She crouched down further as the guards approached, watching their feet from beneath the jeep. Once she was sure they'd passed, she waited for a count of sixty, and then made her break. Crouched over, scuttling across the desert sands, she raced to the side of the pyramid like some kind of ghostly crab. Ever since the transformation, her body had become one big, ever-burning furnace. It didn't matter how cold it might be outside. She had discovered that on her trek out of the subterranean ice caves in Canada's Northwest Territories. At first, the heat had been a welcome companion as she wiggled naked through an ice tube. Facing conditions that would give anyone else frostbite, she had found herself bathed in a sweet-smelling film of sweat. It was what had kept her alive and what had very nearly killed her at the same time. The heat coming off her body had actually started melting the tube around her, leaving it impassably slick if she paused for more than a moment. In the desert, of course, that heat and the resulting sweat only intensified, leaving her caked with sand from head to toe. It was precisely as uncomfortable as it sounded, leaving grit in all the wrong places, but it did provide great camouflage. Not only did it make her hard to spot against the sands, but it hid her scandalous attire from the authorities. With less than fifteen minutes before the guards would pass again, she began digging into the sand with her gloved hands. Before long, the entirety of the oddly shaped stone was revealed. It was only another moment before she dug the sand out of the seams around it. There was no wind to speak of. No telltale breeze blowing through the cracks, but her trained nose could smell the staleness of the air seeping out of the tomb. Carefully, with a strength she hadn't possessed in her old form, she eased the stone out of the wall. The scraping seemed preternaturally loud to her ears, but she knew it wasn't something that would carry. Even at this time of day, the heat was so heavy So oppressive that not even sound felt like putting forth more than a token effort. She checked her watch. There were still four minutes remaining. It would be tight, but so was she. Two long, slender legs slipped into the hole, their toes pointed into the darkness with a ballerina's precision. She had to wiggle a bit when it came to her ass, which had become a bit more padded than was convenient only to find herself wedged tight a moment later. Damn, I knew I should have re The words were barely more than a whisper through clenched teeth. Sound might not carry, but she wasn't one to take chances. If she thought the newfound padding in her ass was inconvenient, the massive lump in the front of her shorts was even worse. With no room to adjust, she twisted herself to the side. It was awkward, but she managed to shift the lump and align it with the topmost corner of the hole. Having bought herself a little bit of wiggle room, she did just that. She wiggled her way deeper into the hole. Her rather ample bosom was another challenge all on its own, but her breasts tended to be a bit more malleable than what lay below allowing her to lift, separate, and squish them through. Once they were free, she slipped the rest of the way easily, turning as she did so to grasp the stone and tug it back into place. With so little room to spare, she couldn't exactly drag it all the way back into the wall, but she could at least pull it flush so that no light penetrated in or out of the tomb. And not a moment too soon, either the two voices approached once again. She froze in the darkness. She hoped against hope that they wouldn't notice the evidence of her digging. She nearly shit herself when they paused almost directly ahead, but the sound of coughing told her it was just to light one of their horrendous Egyptian cigarettes. She loathed smokers at the best of times— But those unfiltered sticks of stale camel dung made her wish for tongue cancer, just so she couldn't taste the filth in the air. Once their voices faded back into the distance, she allowed herself to relax. That made the sudden scrape of rock on sand and the flash flood of light a moment later even more of a shock. Fortunately, the blinding light was blocked a moment later. Unfortunately, it was by the heads of the two guards. Um, hi. No matter how serious or polite she tried to sound, something about the transformation always made her sound like a bubblegum-popping bimbo. She hated it, but not for the reason you might think. It turned her on, and that was always a messy proposition. I'm, like, guessing this is not the way to the gift shop. Who are you? His accent was horrible, but the bearded head at the right at least spoke English. How did you get in there? He growled through clenched teeth, the disgusting cigarette still clamped between them. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, she giggled despite herself. The dampness between her legs told her it was time to slurp and swap. "'You're not going to believe this, but I'm Putinari Moans, "'and I'm here on a government-sanctioned dig. "'I'd show you my papers, but I'm afraid I lost them along with my satchel earlier.' The other head snarled, hatred evident in his voice. "'We have heard of no such dig.' He spat the words out with angry precision. We do not know you, but we know you are a thief and a criminal. That was no surprise. The few people who had lived through the rather messy end to the project thought everything about it was dead and buried, which she likely would be if this went wrong. She wasn't supposed to exist, much less be looking to duplicate the project for her own ends. She hoped her smile looked as disarming as it felt. Um, kinda the same thing, don't you think? He looked confused, but the other head hawked a gob of camel dung tobacco her way. Today is your lucky day. We do not feel like paperwork, so we are not going to arrest you. She sighed. It was all too clear where this was headed. Do not worry. We will do a good job of cleaning up your mess. It will be like you were never here. There was no point in protesting. She watched as they forced the stone block back into place. All the way this time. Despite it all, she was grateful for the darkness once again. She couldn't really hear them shoveling the sand back into place, but her imagination was all too keen to imagine the sound for her. Not that she had really counted on coming back out this way, but that sliver of doubt was now a certain negative.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Futanari Moans. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com audible.com and iTunes.com.